Welcome to Dexter Newblood. Who dis? This is Michelle and producer lady. And at Ref Marsh here to take a stab at it. <laughs> God. I thought I liked it. I don't know if I like it. It's <laughs> good. It's good. It's going to stick. Okay. All right. Uh, thanks for tuning in again. We're back uh, to cover Dexter this week. Uh, too many tuna sandwiches. <laughs> I disagree. I disagree. There's never too many tuna sandwiches, but we'll see their argument. So last week we um, we posted, as we do on social media, at WOTR the show. and YouTube.com slash resting on the rocks. Yep, yep. So we we had posted a little snippet of last week um, of the of the podcast, and who should comment at our slight criticism, but the director Marco Siega. Yeah, it was crazy, incredible. He was one of the first ten to to listen. By the time he had commented, we we had barely hit ten, which was awesome and a huge thank you. Nothing but respect and love for the stuff he does. As we started looking up other th- projects he'd worked on, we we're like, oh my god, we like most of what he's done, <laughs> or oh, yeah, or haven't seen it. We either saw it and loved it, or didn't see the thing that whatever he he's been working on. He did look Vampire Diaries, uh, there, yeah. Veronica Mars. Yeah, uh, there is a whole list of stuff that I was like, oh, yeah, that makes so much sense. Why <laughs> We've always loved his, his work. Um, but he he did note that, um, sorry, I was trying to find the actual tweet real quick. So <laughs> director says on Twitter, he comments to us saying, I enjoy your podcast. We didn't rush the timeline. It's all very deliberate. Look closer with a smiley face, which how like, first off, how is anyone? I mean, beyond fans really listening to us yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is why is a wild thought. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it was neat. But it's also cool to think about, you know, the guy cares enough and loves enough about what he's doing that he sees that there is conversation happening about it and he wants to be privy to it. And I think that's also incredibly cool. He's yeah. not trying to shut out any criticism. Yeah. He's welcoming it. Yeah. Very cool. So we took this as a, oh shit, maybe we really just are are super blind and we just totally missed it. So we went back and we watched uh, last episode just to double check to make sure, you know, were we, were we just not looking close enough um, as he suggested. And I, I still kind of think... Uh, I'm not personally, I'm not able to like suspend my disbelief at Dexter um, escaping the house in the last scene, right? Where he's, he's catching up to um, his last victim. Um, and he, we, we may comment that, you know, he was at the top floor and then he, he somehow is uh, escaping the kill room because the cops are coming. Um, and I, I don't think I'm personally able to suspend disbelief because in this whole series, Dexter has been very, very slow at his reactions. He hasn't been quick at his improving like original Dexter. And I think the reason for that 
is because of um, Deborah. Um, because with Deb, he was kind of forced to always be lying to her and to lying to everyone around him at all times. And so he just became so good at improving. Um, whatever he was doing, he could he could just automatically come up with an excuse. Whereas with this new Dexter, he's never he's always reacting. He's never thinking two steps ahead in that sense, um, or he's not as smooth as he as he once was. Which is which is why I think he he is you know uh, leaving evidence uh, in the first episode. You know he's just he's not as smooth. So. Um, for me, that's why I don't think I, I could believe that he's as, as slick, you know, as to get out, um, you know, as quickly as he does in this scene. Well, there's that. I think for me, the only, the only hangup I have on that scene specifically is that he's clearly on a top floor and getting in and out of that building. You have to assume he's climbing a tree or something. Like there's no way he's got a ladder up on the side. They would have seen it, you know, like, so I'm just... They didn't explain that, and maybe that's just one of those inexplainable little things that happens in shows and movies where they say, hey, it's going to take too much time to try and make that make sense. Mm. Let's just assume he gets out. Mm. And there's nothing terrible about that either. I think for me, the 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 Dexter that you're talking about being also kind of reactive and sloppy, I think also plays into the tension between him and Harrison in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Yeah, He's going through and really spending a lot of time in that one chasing down the people who victimized his son and Mm -hmm. exacting his revenge and in doing so he's neglected his son for an entire day who now is getting courted by kurt yep and finding solace and opening up to kurt instead of it being dexter Mm -hmm. dexter comes home thinking i did a great job as a father today because i murdered that guy yeah and the whole day all the focus was on harrison is about how terrible of a father dexter is so so it's creating that extra tension there which is pretty cool dexter's like look at i did a great thing as a dad and then he goes (laughs) home and his son is just all like i'm gonna go lay down because fuck you old man well it's just what i said i thought there was going to be this huge miscommunication and there was um i'm i'm hoping that it doesn't go as tragically as i think it can go because i automatically think of um of harrison's mom you know, of mm. of that just being, well, he was so focused on getting Trinity. Little yeah. did he know, had he been with his wife, she wouldn't have gotten murdered by Trinity. So it's kind of like, in that same sense, I just, I really hope that we're yeah. not going down a tragic tale. Uh, same thing with uh, Lumen and Lumen. same thing with uh, um, Miguel. He's always had a habit of getting so obsessed with the kill mm-hmm. that people around him get hurt. I mean, look what happened with Deb. Deb died because of the same thing. He was obsessed with the kill mm-hmm. to the point where he became obsessed with not having to kill mm-hmm. and was obsessed with all of that that he allowed the, the people around him to become vulnerable. Once he's found out by any of these other serial killers, it's always crazy to me that he goes, he, he he'll see them face to face and be like, well, this is where we part ways. And it's like, no, no, no. At this point, <laughs> you've come too far to not. And, and he's made the mistake so many times. But I would say, as far as the idea of the timeline feeling rushed, maybe I didn't explain it great or was a little sloppy about it. I think to me, the reason it felt rushed in that episode was strictly because it was question answer. And the mm-hmm. only real 
the only real motivation we had there was the gut feeling by the cop, which also could be character development. Her gut feeling is getting better. It's getting more accurate. But yeah, the reason I say it felt a little rushed was just because it was question answer in the same episode. And, and maybe I was just expecting more of a process before we get from she has a hunch there's something off between Harrison and Dexter. And mm-hmm. when you go back, we looked at it a little bit. You go back and she's always a little bit weird about Dexter and Harrison. Mm-hmm. Especially when she first meets him and just kind of is accepting of what they say. And mm-hmm. that could feed into a suspicion later on. The other police officer who's in there is always very hard on Dexter. Even Dexter, while listening to... to The interrogation. The interrogation, yeah. says, uh, I feel intimidated. And we're wondering that could very well have been very intentional. Because that officer knew damn well that Dexter was on the other side of that mm-hmm. mirror. Or not mirror, yeah, or but... down uh, the hall. Yeah. Uh, the, the window right there. He knew they were both listening, and I think that he was, in a sense, talking to both of them. I think the suspicion of mm-hmm. Dexter is present, which could also feed into the into the gut feeling. But to end with the result based off of a gut feeling that we've seen a little bit here and there, maybe it's another one of those assume she got more work done between the thing, mm-hmm. and maybe even in this episode we're about to see, maybe, maybe they will backtrack a slight bit and say, here's a little bit of the fill-in. It, it is interesting that you mention um, how how sharp Angela is because I do think it it's um, it's interesting when I think about um, Deb because I do think that I I have a hunch that it was intentional that she does kind of look like Deb they both have straight hair they're both kind of thin um, you know they're they're both cops obviously they're both very sharp but Deb was always um, you know, kind of catching up to Dexter. She, you know, she didn't always understand everything. It didn't always click with her. She always had to to check in with Dexter to see, hey, what am I, do my ideas make sense? Um, and with this, with, with this new Dexter, new blood, um, you know, Angela's, it seems like she's, it's reversed. You know, she's the sharp one and Dexter's trying to catch up to her almost mm. in this sense where, of course, we're not hearing um, any of Angela's thoughts. We're not hearing her uh, even go back and forth with anyone else, right? So we don't have her side of of her thoughts, uh, her perspective, or or any of the cops for that matter. We only have Harrison and Dexter's perspectives, which I'm I'm wondering if we're gonna start seeing a bit more of everyone else's perspectives because we we really haven't gotten that mm, yeah. throughout this whole whole uh season and we're seeing their perspective but we're not hearing their their monologue obviously um their internals yeah and i think um original dexter had a really great way of of vocalizing all of that in dialogue just Uh very casually you heard all of these internal thoughts in a different way deb used to talk to herself well, Deb, but everyone else around, too. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. They did it through dialogue by having Deb talk out loud to herself. Yeah, yeah. You know and she I mean? would question herself, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then they had the therapist in there so they could dive into other things. Um, that's not to say that any of this is being done uh, right, poorly right. or anything. It's just, it's just different. It, yeah, so it's interesting to see the kind of switch in this in this sense. Yeah, and I know we had speculated before about whether or not Harrison has, has committed a kill before or attacked someone before. Yes, and on rewatch, I really don't think that's the case. Just given the way that he responded and reacted to the blood when he cut the girl at the party, mm. it felt like it's a rush 
that he doesn't understand that he mm. knows he should yeah. be at least squeamish by it but it it probably felt more right to him than he was comfortable with which is why he was doing all the drugs he was almost he almost looked a little frightened to me when he did it but then kind of like like stunned i think i that's yeah. what i mean i think he was stunned by the fact that he knew that what he felt wasn't the right way to feel about that mm. you know yeah yeah but, I'm I'm really hoping that it just doesn't end so tragically in that in the back of my mind I'm thinking, you know, I mean, Dexter had to kill his own brother and I'm really hoping that Harrison doesn't have to kill his own dad. I don't know. I just think there's something about multiple serial killers that I don't know how many of them can survive in Dexterland. Yeah, I mean, well, the only one who got away that he worked with was Lumen. Yeah, but she, and she was only oh, and Hannah. Yeah, historically, every yeah. serial killer he comes across that he even tries to partner with, even for a short period of time, he ends up having to kill. And Lumen didn't. I feel like it was only her situation. I don't think she would have been in that on that road had it not been for being a victim. Regardless of of motive, mm. it's a serial killer who was exposed to Dexter directly. Mm. Okay, well. I think with that, I'm ready to go ahead and dig into this new episode, get it started. And like we've done in the last couple of them, uh, kind of a watch-along reaction, live reaction as we go. Are you ready for it? Let's do it. Let's take a stab at it. (laughs) Killed it. Okay. Let's slice it up. I wish they could see how much you're smiling every time you say these lines. I'm so good at it. T-shirts, you know? mugs knife set we don't have any of this written down so this is all on the top of marcia said yeah none of it's written down this is why he's smiling so much i'm illiterate okay it's not (laughs) don't say that Right, so we just saw Kurt, and he's he's creating this piece um, to put over his last victim's eyeball that he shot out, um, and he's doing it very gently. And then all of a sudden, he gets frustrated because he remembers uh, how how it went down, which wasn't how he planned, and he just starts just punching her eye, and it was just oh, both of us just went oh. I don't. I don't think it has anything to do with him remembering. I think what it was is that he was trying to see if he could repair her face. Because what we haven't oh. seen yet is how how he displays the bodies or or what his his trophies are. Ultimately, that's what we're looking at is trophies. Yeah, he keeps the bodies in some way, and, and at this point, it appears like it's some form of taxidermy. Yeah, and he was trying to repair her face and realized it was not going to look right. Because it's fucking clay. Uh, and he gets frustrated in that. Mm. Not that he remembers that she ruined it. But he's frustrated because she ruined it. Because he can't go through with his trophy. Because he can't display the way he likes to display. Which, whatever that is, is going to be a Rude. moment. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm also really wondering, like, where are these victims kept? Because if he's been doing this for, like, 30 years, like, his... That's his I mean. his home isn't that 
big, I think. So I'm just like wondering where the hell are these things? What if he's got some sort of like tomb underneath, like a walk, like a like almost crypt. like a wine cellar, like a crypt. A crypt, yeah. Well, mm. I mean, there was that big flash that we had in one of them where he's closing uh, the the drawers. Mm. I wonder if he just opens up the drawers and looks at his victims that way. I mean, we oh, don't know yet. Oh, yeah. I have a feeling that Angela is going to find be the one to find him. I don't know why, but I feel like she's going to see her best friend from her high school years, you know, who's going to be the okay. one. But I don't I think I don't we're know. so far away from that, though. Yeah, yeah. And I think that we're going to see how he how he displays, for lack of a better term, how he he uh, uh, yeah his trophies. Also, she was in like a almost like a baptismal dress, like it was this really mm. white, almost soft mm. dress that she was in, and and that mm. makes you wonder what we're going to see as far as that goes too. And we also did see some more miscommunication between Dexter and Harrison, where Harrison wants to get the job and he admits that i didn't go see uh, a therapist i saw kurt and you know i'm i'm gonna get this job anyway um so that was a bummer because you we had this these hopeful moments of oh great they're actually gonna start to build some sort of relationship and then it just falls apart again (laughs) so quickly yeah i mean but dexter has every reason to be hesitant outside of the idea that he murdered Kurt's kid. Uh, right, right. Just from a parenting aspect, this kid's been real fucking abrasive yes. every step of the way. Now he's doing chores and asking you for something. Sign this for me so I can get this job. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's done nothing. Harrison's done literally nothing to come off genuine or deserving of a job. It looked like a, an attempt at manipulation that Dexter was just not going to fall for without having more of a conversation about it. And then obviously the complication with murdering Kurt's kid. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm so fascinated, fascinated by their relationship because, you know, it's like, he's such a lost kid who obviously just puts blame on Dexter. Yeah. And I just hope that gets resolved at some point. But here we have Angela speeding after Dexter and here we we go. Is this, is this the moment where he's going to, say yep i'm dexter or what's he gonna come up with and i don't know here we go so angela does confront dexter and says what the hell you've been lying to me and i thought it was a really fantastic monologue that dexter gave that felt very genuine and honest it was it i i felt like it was pretty seamless because it was just so true to what actually happened, what, how we actually felt. And at the same time, I'm really happy that Angelo's, you know, kind of sharp enough to say, yeah, you have been lying to me this whole time. And, um, that's not cool. Um, unlike, you know, um, his, his, his wife who was lied to from the very beginning that he always regretted, um, you know, if she had known anything about his true identity, I don't think, you know, he, she would have gone with him. But at least here, Angela's given the opportunity and she says, no, I don't want anything to do with, with you right now. <laughs> so Marsh and I are like at the edge of our seats because 
So much has happened in this episode, but the scene where Dexter starts following Kurt, he starts watching uh, the podcaster uh, talk with Kurt, and he's going, what is going on here? Uh, Starts getting suspicions that maybe she's after him. So, um, you know, records the conversation, uh, follows them as Kurt is leading her down um, down the hallway where we know all these victims uh, have been just kept. And we're thinking, well, I don't know, maybe maybe he is going to let this woman die by Kurt's hand. And, and Dexter even says, well, you know, it would almost be poetic. You're just thinking, damn, that sucks. I was screaming because I was like, no, I love this character. Let the podcaster live. Yeah, Molly's cool. <laughs> I was so certain that Dexter was going to just hang out outside, see him go down there, see Kurt go down there with Molly and come out by himself. And then we were going to have a couple episodes where Molly's locked down there. And I was like, oh, shit. But they're down there. Molly's got pepper spray in her hand. And all of a sudden the doors open. I'm like, the fuck? And Dexter comes down. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And now Dexter is like Heisman trophy. (laughs) Dodging Kurt. Like, gets around him and then goes, it's like, whoa, we came all this way. Might as well go check out the No, rest. Kurt's like, no, no, he's not here. Let's just go. And Dexter's not, nope, nope, we yeah. came this way. And he's already assessing it, saying, like, the do- doors lock only from with, uh, outside. There's no doorknob on the inside. Like, he knows exactly what he's looking at. Yeah, because Dexter used to be so good at scoping out other serial killers. Well, he said as soon as he pulled up to the cabin, he said no electrical wiring coming to it. The the house is uh, propane. Yeah, he said, uh, couldn't be more off the grid, Serial Killer 101. Yeah, so this is just like, to me, I just, again, see so many similarities with Trinity in that it's like, you start seeing these cracks of the foundation, right? And Dexter never got to see it, but um, Harrison, if he was a bit more stealth, he could have seen it, um, because as Kurt was earlier, Kurt was... Uh, outside in front of the diner, he starts, uh, you know, getting an, a new suspect. He starts having these cracks of this, like, perfect, nice guy foundation. And then here, you start seeing it again, um, where he's he's like, all right, well, I'm the nice guy, Kurt. And as soon as Dexter just bum rushes him, it just starts falling apart. And you see Kurt is just, like, starting to lose it. Yeah, he's reeling. He needs a kill, and he needs it to go right. Because that last one went so wrong that it's it's not only just a sour taste in his mouth, it's ruining his whole flow of things. He needs like a redemption kill at this point. Yeah, I love the way that we are not able to see where the hell this is going. It's great. And this is a much more methodical pace feeling to me than, than the last one was. But they opened up really well by going into the 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 chief ultimately being more upset that Dexter lied to her then she was suspicious of of anything yeah so I think they did a really good job of just moving along to that point and this one feels a lot more like I mean you could have slow string songs like violin in the background <laughs> this whole thing just with the the edge of the, your your seat yeah I mean I think they also did such a good job with that because you've got so many other things piling on top, right? You had uh, Harrison not only, you know, having a rough 
Harrison Dexter having a rough time through therapy, but then you also had, you know, Harrison escapes during the middle of the night, runs away, and then ends up with the the chief's daughter, you know, the next morning in in bed with her. Um, And so it's like, you've got one thing piling on to the the next where Angela is just like, okay, get it together. Yeah, Harrison also took a stab at it. Okay, Okay. come on. Okay, all right. Really? (laughs) Well, (laughs) but... I do think that it's really interesting, Dexter becoming obsessed with Molly uh, and her podcast. Mm-hmm. No matter how much Dexter keeps trying to say he's trying to connect and miscommunicating with Harrison, Harrison continues to be an afterthought. Mm, yeah. Harrison says, if you didn't talk to me during therapy, what makes me think it's going to be different now? And instead of saying anything or trying to to spark a conversation he just says fuck it puts on headphones and listens to the podcast and his whole thing becomes how close is she what does she know as soon as there's any pushback from harrison dexter just goes oh well i i mean well you say that but then he did actually ask deb he's like what do i do and she's like hell if i know so it's like he's got no guiding source on this and he can't ask Angela because Angela's screw you. You know, like he, he really, I feel like has just no parental guide at this point. Yeah. But Deb's been back and forth with him. Like every time he starts to say, I should talk to him or tell him or be honest. She's like, no, you shouldn't. Deb is the mm-hmm. voice of Deb is telling him to lie, telling Dexter to lie to Harrison and hold all that stuff back. And maybe it'll just sort mm-hmm. itself out. Mm-hmm. And every time he has the instinct of, I need to be, proactive or or honest he's getting internal pushback i mean it's that constant struggle of am i going to create the serial killer the next serial killer or you know he already has this and let me try to guide it i don't think he's he's got that know-how no because he hasn't talked to harrison at all he doesn't know where harrison's mindset is I mean, we got a good idea in therapy. Just the fact that he said, I feel abandoned this moment. No. No, okay. all that did was tell tell Dexter that Harrison feels like you're not talking to me. And that's all that Harrison's been saying anyways. The only insight we really got was when Harrison was talking to the girl. and said, I feel like hurting people all the time. And yes. I hurt somebody. Yeah, that, that made me mad. Because the whole time I was just thinking, you can't tell any of this to Dexter. Well, yeah, because Dexter's not asking any of those questions. Even the, the mm-hmm. daughter... The whole time she's like, oh, I completely understand what you're coming, where you're coming from, and I get it all. You're just like, no, you fucking you don't. don't. You have no idea. But it also shows just how simple it is to get in the mind of Harrison. Just tell him you understand, and he'll yeah. tell you everything. And Dexter's not even going that far. Well, he did say in the last episode, I know you're going through something that you don't understand. He said that in the last episode. And that doesn't mean I understand. It just means you are an angsty teenager. It sounds dismissive from a kid's perspective. All right. Well... Yeah, fuck you, old man. He's like, I know you. I know you seem confused. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Like, where with the girl, she's like, I understand what you're talking about. I was adopted. Dexter went through and talked about how he was adopted and and was flipping about it. Didn't use that as leverage yeah. of of I really understand. He goes, oh, I made peace with this. Oh, I made peace with that. Oh, well, everything was fine. Yeah, but we know that Dexter. Is trying to suppress it, right? Because in Last Dexter, he had so many emotions that were overpowering him that he's like, God, now I feel everything I wanted to stop. So I think if he doesn't hold back, he feels like he just won't be able to stop sharing. 
I don't think he has that that method down right now. Yeah, but Harrison's the one person he probably should be sharing that with. I don't know. He's the blabbermouth that originally said, oh, yeah, my dad's n- real name isn't really Jim, so. That's true. Harrison's a little shitbag. I don't think Harrison's got a great handle on keeping secrets either. Yeah. I hate that kid. But, yeah, let's find out now that Dexter's inside that room. All right. So Dexter totally ruins Kurt's <laughs> Kurt's plan, right? He enters the the fake hotel room and um, Kurt's found out and in that, yep, my son's not here. Sorry about that. Um, and it was just so creepy when he's um, when Dexter says, oh, you know, no, no worries. It's, you know, just just here. Uh, as a friendly neighbor, and, and Kurt's just like, yep, I'll have to return the favor. And we just went, <gasps> Yep, yeah, thanks for looking out. I'll have to return the favor, which means potentially that Kurt might be starting to take a closer look at the old Jimbo, as it were. Yeah, I mean, not only that, but we already know that Kurt has a much better relationship with, with Harrison. And that's kind of the only thing he claims to care about. And Logan. The police officer, the police officer mm, Logan was that's was true, yeah, adamantly refusing the concept that the that Angela had that Kurt might be trying to hide something. So mm-hmm. Kurt's pretty well protected right now. But Dexter did say as he goes in into that room, maybe Kurt is the guy that Angela's looking for. Which also, mm-hmm. do we? I mean. Does Dexter want to be the one to kill at this point, or could he potentially be trying to get back into the good favors of the police department if he finds out enough? Could he tip off Angela? This might be worth looking at. We don't know. I think it would be helpful if he just tipped off Angela, honestly. Um, let her do her job and get her her win, you know, and get him out of out of the way on yeah. the same token. But Yeah. Oh shit! Oh my god. Did we call it or did we call it? I'm just saying. Did we call it? That was a crazy way to end. So, Angela's going digging through the caves right that kurt didn't want her to go to and who does she find her best friend which i definitely thought was gonna happen i thought if anyone's gonna find her best friend it's gonna be her now here's the other weird bit too so she they get into the caves they find some sort of man-made loose rock type stuff dig it out climb through there very difficult and i was like if this is where he's keeping all the trophies what a difficult fucking way (laughs) To have to get everybody in there every time mm. until she gets in there and she's seeing more or less an empty room with a pile of rocks. And I went, oh, mm. what if it's not where he keeps all of them? It's mm. just where he keeps the first one. Mm. And that would definitely be her friend, Iris, because that was the first one that really went missing. Yeah. And we still don't have any backstory as far as Kurt goes, unlike Trinity, where we... 
we got a lot of information, bits, bits and bits of info from Trinity um, through through that uh, season. We don't really get any backstory for Kurt other than like, yeah, he had a son, never talks about the mom, like no mention of women in his life. So um, going to be very curious to see how that plays out. Um, and as it draws towards the end, Kurt obviously is so involved with the community that he feels so untouchable. He he rushes down to the wrestling um, the wrestling match that Harrison's in, he's like coaching uh, Harrison. And you could just see this like, just um, like this aura of, oh, like no one's able to tell me anything. Like I own this town kind of. Yep. And uh, Dexter obviously gets really pissed at him, starts getting in his face towards the end because what happens, Harrison's dark passenger comes up. Yeah, he breaks that kid's arm. Oh, that was gnarly. So good. That was gnarly. Going to the dark side. And then Dexter says, you know, his dark... Uh, his... Dark passenger. I didn't say it like that. Oh. He said uh, something about his violent side. It uh, makes a public appearance and such. I do think we can get pretty close to Dexter talking to, to Harrison in a level of, yo, dude, we can harness this shit. But to circle back to the idea of the, the lack of backstory with, with Kurt... I do think that there was a lot, especially even with the Trinity season, there was a lot of episodes before we really started getting that far into why he had the victims he had. But I think that now that Dexter and Molly are kind of chummy chummy, they may start to uncover things together that could help Dexter in his quest to validate the, the want to kill Kurt, you know? Yeah. And it was also like I predicted in that, or one of my theories was that at the very end of this one, we have Angela calling Dexter and he's answering his gym. And she says, I don't need Jim right now. I need Dexter Morgan. Yeah. Like you had speculated uh, in the episode before that once she knows that Dexter is Dexter and his real history of being forensics, is she going to start to leverage his past? I mean, I think that she needs as many resources as possible. And the fact that she's able to use a podcaster has no police background. She definitely, I, I just thought she would definitely want to use his his expertise. Yeah, she would have read the obituary, which would have talked about him being a forensic specialist and stuff. And uh, Angel even put over Dexter as being an incredible forensic mind at the time. So yeah, very easily she could be saying, I need a forensic expert like none other. Yeah, and this is just this is going in a in a really fast pace and I'm like super excited to see where it goes because yeah, there's there's a lot going on. You're wondering like I don't know, is is Kurt just going to take off? Is he going to go on the run? Is he going to make another quick kill? Does he have another location that he, we don't know about? Is he just going to like keep faking it and say, "Oh no, I got all these other alibis." I really don't think Kurt is on to the idea that anyone is on to him at all. No. I think that he thinks he's super in the clear. Yeah, no, no. But I mean, I'm just saying for the next episode, I'm thinking that obviously they're going to be rushing back to town to say, hey, what the hell, Kurt? No, they're not. No? They're going to hold that one close to the chest. Oh, okay. Be, uh, that's going to be get Dexter out here to, to give an assessment. Kurt okay. didn't want us to search these caves. They can't necessarily prove that he couldn't. didn't want them to search the caves. Mm. All he did was the day before they were supposed to get to the caves, 
faked mm. seeing his his son mm. doesn't necessarily mean that there couldn't be another motive or reason or any of the excuses that Kurt's given over and over again. Yeah, look, I saw him. Yeah, maybe I didn't FaceTime him. Yeah, he's over here. He's also created a number of alibis that puts him with Kurt that is just unprovable because it didn't happen. Mm. So I don't think they have enough to say, Kurt, you have to answer to us searching this cave. He could just as easily say coincidental timing. I didn't want to, you know, I wanted to end for other reasons, right? So they're going to hold this one close to their chest. Dexter's going to try and find a way to link it to, to Kurt, and they're going to start working all this stuff behind Kurt's back. I do wonder how this is going to um, progress or halt the the relationship between Harrison and Dexter because Kurt is just is so on Harrison's side, right? And Harrison's actually standing up for Kurt, saying, telling Dexter at the very end, you know, hey, what do you have against Kurt? And he said, oh, I just don't like the guy. And so I just I wonder if Harrison's just going to be another leverage point for Kurt. Maybe I think that if if Dexter uses this, if he follows up with the, I bet he told you to hurt him, mm. and then follows with you know more information, I think he could win Harrison over, and mm. become the actual coach that that Kurt's look or because Harrison's going to Kurt because Kurt's being what Harrison wants Dexter to be. Dexter could step into that role in a much more effective way, real quick, but he might not. Thank you for tuning in to Dexter New Blood Who Dis. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at WOTR The Show. Yep, me. I'm at Ref Marsh. Join the the chatter. Slide into them DMs. Take a stab at it with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let us know what you think. Um, any theories you have? Like I said, we last time we are just super excited to just continue watching this story develop and fold uh watch how these characters are changing right dexter obviously changing um deb they're all just going through um just new everything i feel like yeah and i'll i'll say this too because i've seen a lot of chatter online with people saying they stopped watching after so many seasons of the original series the season four was peak season Mm. i saw people even saying uh season five and, mm. and after tailored off and huh. I understand where those people are coming from. I don't agree with them necessarily, but I also think that their hesitancy to watch this show mm. is, is shooting them on their own selves in the foot. I think something else that this show has done maybe purposefully, uh, I would assume so it's validated a lot of those, those final seasons, that back end of Dexter original, has been validated and strengthened by this sh- this show specifically that almost like yeah. if you had any issues after season four, this patches a lot of that stuff up and keeps moving at such a good pace. This is this is peak Dexter. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I know there were some characters I didn't care for, but that never kept me from like watching the show, you know, yeah. because I felt like like. You know, I I usually enjoyed the entire cast. So if there was maybe one or two characters I didn't care for that were temporary, you know, I could I could kind of see past it. Um, yeah. You know, and look at the overall story. 
And there were times where it's all like Dexter's coming off real stupid here in the in the original version, but at the same time, it's like humans are complicated and humans do things, and even the smartest can can be caught up in stupid situations or or show a side of them that was not very thoughtful. So I don't think that I don't think any of the things that people try to point to as as spoiling or ruining. I, I think I think they're being overly sensitive to the complexity of of humanity. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's what. That's what's been really great about um, this show. And I mean, I think this episode too, just the therapy session where you see Dexter so like caught up in his own emotions to the point where he doesn't even like he just shuts down and doesn't want to share them Yeah, is just like that's so complex that Harrison doesn't understand it. Right. He just thinks, oh, you just don't want to talk when in reality you know, we, we know that, no, that was like a, such a traumatic experience. You know, the, the last, uh, episode of last, last Dexter where, um, you know, he had to let Deb go and she, she died. Like all of that was just so, so built up so much emotion that, um, yeah, he doesn't want to share because he doesn't actually want to feel everything he's feeling. Yeah. Or face it. Or face it. Yeah, right, right. So, yeah, I like I like that it's progressing at a really a really solid pace. This this episode didn't feel too fast or too slow. I thought it was really well well done. Yeah, this one was 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 fantastic. Well, thanks for tuning in. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>